0: This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the podcast <laughs> for life. live
1: the side when you turn yo yo what's going on ladies and gentlemen it is I the microphone Messiah and I'm joined by the current bullet cast in the bank Mr Brandon tanguma BT It's Wednesday slash Thursday how you doing man
2: Philip doing fantastic just the two of us once again you know had a fun time out in Stockton did some things we're here it's a beautiful sunny day last podcast as while i'm 28 before i get to 29 and the next thing i'll be 30 and then just put me in the ground
1: yes 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 uh the big birthday is coming up that's right uh the 18th correct
2: see next tuesday
1: oh oh my god oh my goodness what are we what are you doing for your birthday
2: probably not just enjoying a day off because then I'll be working pretty much every day, the rest of the week for the lovely Oakland athletics.
1: I see. I see. Yeah. I went up to Stockton. Uh, shout out Danhausen. Very, very nice. Very, very evil. Um, that, that was a, that was a fun one. That'll be up. Uh, that will be up Friday, Friday, Friday. I went to West coast pro later that night. Uh, what a card, what a card, man. I mean, everybody showed out Mao and Brian Keith and the, uh, I forget the dummy's name. That was fun. Um, shout out Serza's team. Serza, Jai Jewel, JT, Thorne, and the other individual's name who was on their uh, team. I, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. They defeated Lights Camera Faction. That was fun. And then Titus Alexander and Vidi Masaro. a 27-minute classic. Unbelievable. The Burning Hammer, oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Straight on his dome. Luckily, Titus is okay. Uh, but just fantastic. F- fantastic contest. Great show by West Coast Pro. Scott, everybody over there, they, they did amazing. <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it was good stuff. Very, very good.
2: Yeah, saw some clips online. Saw you posted some. Baby Huey posted some stuff. Look, it yes. did look like a fun
1: show. It, you should have been there, buddy.
2: Should have been. You know, no one invited me.
1: I Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's okay, man. Come out to uh, Oasis Pro July 22nd. Go time. Gilman Brewery.
2: So, oh, well, you know, I'm working that day, wow. it's like an awkward, like late night, early afternoon time for me. So, yeah, what
1: time, what time, what time to get off? Oh, you
2: know, I got to report at three games at six. So. Yeah, I won't be out until probably like nine o'clock.
1: That's oh, fine. Just come to the after party.
2: Oh, OK. OK. I'll <laughs> be someone's designated driver.
1: Hello. All right. Um, <laughs> Smackdown. Oh, God. Oh, man what a, i mean to open with a nearly 40 minute segment and then to have them come back and get some more time at the end come on come on We're, we 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 call it cinema the term cinema has been used this I, I named the episode master ooze theater because that's what this is shout out to uh, stat guy greg from the cheapy podcast i believe he he came up with that term i heard him say it so That's what this all is. That's what all of this is. Master Oos Theater. I mean, the Usos come out there, and, you know, they do their whole spiel. Roman's, you know, Paul Heyman talks on the mic, walks out with Solo. Then Roman's music hits. They play a video package of Roman just berating and talking down and demeaning everyone, and he's like, that's not who I am. You know, I got my daughter in the back. She's looking at me like she doesn't know who I am. He's like, you want this? You want the lay? Puts the lay on Jay. Takes off the undisputed title. Gets, da- gets down. He was so distraught. He creased.
2: Creased the low
1: ones. The low ones. And the man crying on his knees. And then a low. And then the complete and utter annihilation of Jimmy Uso. As Jay had to watch, Jimmy is taken out of the arena. Now, before we get to the ending, what are your thoughts on on the opening segment? Unbelievable.
2: I thought the opening segment was absolutely fantastic. Um, You know, it was long, whatever was it, 38 minutes, 48 minutes in total. Um, And it deserved every single second of it. You know, in today's culture, in today's wrestling, there's a lot of swerves for the sake of swerves, and this was a swerve that was justified. Now, dating coming back, I wish you know there were less swerves in wrestling, so this one meant even more. But Roman getting down on one knee or getting down on both knees, crying, you know, trying to lure Jay in just to to uppercut up, uppercut him, uppercut him, and hit him with the low blow. It all made sense, and just the intensity, and even just like the little moments of solo picking up the lay, looking at it. The crowd was erupting, telling him to put it on, and he ends up he doesn't do anything. So we don't know what he was going to do because he gets uh, cut off. By, I forget by which one, but an uso, and uh, you know, then as you said, kind of goes down, and the whole Jimmy beat down was was fantastic and intense. So I, there was so many which... little parts of it, but it all worked perfectly.
1: How did you figure which uso that?
2: because before. i forgot ex- you know there was a lot of moving parts there a there's a lot of stuff going on you, you got distracted by the red but i but i will say at, you know after the you know this whole bloodline storyline before the, i was very hard for me to tell which one was jane which one was jimmy you kind of got i would go off the tattoos personally but now I can tell it also helps they're kind of like different hairstyles and stuff. But you nowadays, and I would assume this is the case for pretty much every other WWE fan out there. They can tell the difference between the Usos. Now, it took them 12, 13 years to figure it out, but we finally did it.
1: I mean, I, I could always tell the difference. I'm just going to put that out. You're a better person than me. Yes. Um, I'm going to go to a fan mail about this because Nigerian Prince writes in highest grossing smackdown on U.S. soil highest grossing WWE event ever at the Garden. Now Roman is the longest reigning world champion of the WrestleMania era. The Bloodline are breaking all the records in WWE. It is truly a special sight to see. And that it is, man. I mean, let's really talk about that. The highest grossing Smackdown on US soil. Think don't really really think about when Smackdown was created. Austin, Rock, Angle, DX. Madison Square Garden. Bruno San Martino. the A record that Roman is indeed chasing. When he, when he was running wild as WWE champion back in the day, he sold out the Garden nearly 200 times, 187 to be exact. And people wanted to see the aftermath of what happened at Money the Bank. Specifically, they wanted to see the bloodline of what was going to happen. And I mean, come on, man. This they keep breaking records. This is phenomenal. Um, this this is, this is truly a sight to see what it's a special time to be, to be a wrestling fan and to witness this. Uh, and it's, it's gotten to the point where I think you'll remember key moments. Like I remember where I was when, when Sammy turned on Roman, when Jimmy did it, when Jay did it, you know, well, I remember where I was when Roman was pinned. And then obviously we'll remember where we were whenever he loses the championships. It's, it's something special then later on after uh well, we have like 12 minutes left of smackdown after the edge match which edge surprise match in the garden is always cool um you know J- uh jay comes back to the building you no know, he get uh takes out solo gives it to roman picks up that title he says you know i'm he's a judge jury and executioner it's just he just wants roman and so obviously we're going Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, undisputed title, SummerSlam main event. This is this is cool. What a way to come back around! I can't hear. I can't hear a thing.
2: It would help if it would help if I unmuted my microphone. You're, I gotta, you're I, so I, you're. I you're gotta so impacted by least, this. You're speechless. Exactly. I got to do that at least once an episode. But um, it's fantastic. Full circle. This, and I would assume this isn't even the end of the story. There's a lot of people championing and saying that Jay should be the one to take off, take the title off of Roman. I still lean towards Cody being that guy, but because if you're going to take, you've spent three years almost at this point putting that equity into Roman's character. Probably should put it on someone who you know is going to be a top, top guy. Jay, you know, you can get a get a big bump right off the bat, but I, I don't know if he can kind of carry that for the next five years. Um, when I think Cody can, um, and the story has been absolutely fantastic and kind of back to the, the drawing and stuff and that, you know, we talk about it, the, the, if the main event is hot, everything else kind of falls into place. And we're seeing like the, like the alpha Academy stuff like that is kind of corny and kind of stupid, but the crowd is just so into it and like, you know, the drawing money and that has to do with inflation and Madison square garden and, you know, some other things, but still. Who would have thought a couple years ago, coming out of the pandemic, WWE would be just not white hot on fire, but they're doing very good business right now. And it's also the perfect time for them to do that because their TV contracts are coming up and they can point to all these these, you know, metrics and say, like, look, guys, we deserve to get a bump. And also with the writer strike and all that other stuff that we're not going to get into, that probably also helps their case to get some extra money.
1: Yes, yes. A lot of things a lot of things are going into it. Uh Oh, God, it's it's just it's been it was really fun to watch, man. I mean, to be that invested in into a story that's being told over the course of of years, you know. Uh, I know I've gone on to say, you know, this is the greatest story that's ever been told. I'm going to kind of hone back on that right now because, you know, it's not it's not over. It's not over yet. And there will be recency bias, obviously. But I mean, I think, you know, when could we have that conversation, Brandon, like five years from now? I can't hear you. Oh, you did it twice.
2: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at th- I'm looking at things. I'm trying to trying to do two things at once. And that's why I got tiny brain. I can't be doing that stuff. But, you know, in the moment, you, you can't you know really know how much this impacts and how this kind of fits in historically. But um, it definitely we're in it. We're in it in, in a moment right now, in a time
1: we are in a moment. We talk I, to- I would
2: say that, you know, the bloodline is definitely up there. Greatest story. Possibly, if not definitely, ever told in wrestling. Can
1: we talk about the way Solo looked at the lay and the way Roman looked at him looking at it? Can we talk about that? I ah.
2: mean, someone definitely didn't bring that up in his long winded soliloquy and then forgot you, you, which Uso cut him off.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you just, you. I, I was just thinking about, you know, all the metrics and all the layers of this. I, I got, I, I got, went in my own little world. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, I mean, just. God, this is just good. This is just fantastic. And then, you know, with, with WWE coming to town and stuff, uh, I mean, it's a few months from now, but still, we'll see. We'll basically be getting the fallout of all of it. Um, yeah. You have anything else to talk, uh, speak about tribal court?
2: No, not really. I mean, we went last week, and I was like, I don't know what they're going to do and how it's all going to pan out, but they proved me wrong, and it was fantastic.
1: Yes, it was. Uh the Grayson Waller effect happened. Edge was the guest. Edge coming um back to MSG, you know, talking about how his first pay-per-view was Survivor Series of ninety-eight in that building when he teamed with Sable to go up against Mark Mero and Jacqueline. Um, and then it leads to a match Grayson Waller versus Edge. Grayson Waller's been put in a very interesting spot. The thing with Cena at Money the Bank, uh having a, a random match with Edge on a SmackDown. They they see big things for this guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, Grayson Waller. I don't know what the his ceiling is, but at this point, I would say I would take him over Austin Theory right now. And I probably wouldn't have said that, you know, going into WrestleMania or six months ago. But he's just, I, I kind of want to put him like in that Miz category, which is kind of like a backhanded compliment a little bit. Because he can do that. It's
1: not a backhanded compliment, though. I mean Miz, he has longevity, you know. He may have entered a WrestleMania.
2: I mean, as I, a as a heel currently in his in this iteration, I feel like he can he does the talk show segments, which is you know, whatever, kind of everyone does that. Yeah, but I think I, his promo work and his wrestling ability is pretty good.
1: Yeah, like he does and I'm like with the promo in the uh, I mean the uh, the talk show segment, he doesn't have to wrestle every week, which is good. You know, have him wrestle uh, less and when he doesn't make it matter. You know, I think I think that's a great a great thing to do. Uh, I like Grayson Waller. I'm a fan. I, I really I really am. Uh, Edge look great in this. You know, I don't go to Toronto next, excuse me, next month. And, you know, he talked about that kind of a year ago and how he wanted it to wind down. But, uh, I mean, he's just going at such a. Such a pace right now. What's the what's the perfect scenario for Edge to, to retire officially this time?
2: I, I don't know. Um, you know, WrestleMania is in Philly. There's no real connection there. Um, maybe it is just kind of you. You really build up some at either a pay per view or even like a Raw or something. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, are you talking about like when who whom?
1: Yeah, like you know, like I mean, when he was in the World Title Tournament, you know. And you cut that promo on Instagram. I mean, it, it just it 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 made sense. He wins, he holds the title, and it, if whenever he lost it, he'd be done, you know? That made sense. Uh I heard Sam Roberts say that and it, it made sense to me. Um, but I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't who who could be who could be the person to do it? What story can Edge tell that leads to his official retirement?
2: You could go like the Kurt Angle route where someone like retires him. But so you could. Do but but, but I would not, put it like on a younger heel, like a Braun breaker. Like, no, I'm, I'm glad
1: what... you I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because Sam Roberts talked about that, too. But if there's no plan for the person after, then it's a waste. Yeah. Like sure, Bron, uh, Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle. But what do you really do with it? Nothing. I go. He okay, okay. He went on to win King of the Rings. So I. Okay, I guess he, something did happen. Um. But yeah, you would. Like, hell, Grayson Waller could. He could. Yeah, I retired Edge for good this time. You know, he could go around saying that, and it could lead to possibly a little, you know, mid card title run and and things like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um AJ Styles defeated Karen Cross very quickly. Jesus. Yeah, I mean the tribal think, court
2: thing went way over, and I think that just messed up everything. I think this is the batch that took the brunt of that.
1: I think the Dan Howison interview is longer than this match.
2: Probably. And we did not put as much, you know, build up as WWE did into this match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean they could we get a rematch at SummerSlam and you carry cross needs he needs he needs a win. He needs a very big win. Or at least a win. I so. mean, he hasn't
2: won. I mean, I don't know what his get or what his record is. I probably can look up his cage match, but every major match he's had or major feud he's had, he's lost.
1: I mean, he 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 lost to Drew. He lost to Ray. Uh yeah, this is that. Not... Is this is this better than when he was wearing a uh what did Vince have him wearing? What the helmet?
2: Yeah, he had the uh, the Gimp outfit on.
1: Well, at least when he wore that, he won, right? Like, he...
2: I'm trying to remember. Like, I think he won his first week, and then I think he lost.
0: Like,
1: no, like he 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 showed up at as NXT champion, lost to Jeff Hardy, and then kept then beat Jeff Hardy for a few weeks, and then got like a couple more wins, and then that was it. Yeah, we're just gonna move on from uh from all that. Um, outside of the ring, Mantar has passed away at the age of 55. Uh Mike Halleck played Mantar. Uh so a little recap of his career. Uh Catch Wrestling Association in Germany from 91 to 94. Goes to the WWF in from 94 to 95. Uh his first couple matches were as Bruiser Mestino defeating Nikita Koloff. And then, uh, January seventh, nineteen ninety five, Superstars of Wrestling, uh, he debuted as Mantar. and uh, yeah, Jim Cornette was his manager. He came close to beating uh Razor Ramon for the IC title, uh, but lost due to disqualification. Uh, he made an appearance in the ninety five Royal Rumble. Uh, lasted nine minutes before getting eliminated by Lex Luger had a r- little uh, run with uh Bret Hart in a couple matches Russell uh Bob Holly, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh uh, yeah. Any thoughts about Mantor? i
2: um, I mean it was a kind of an infamous gimmick for that uh that new generation uh with all the you know all those gimmicks but uh to be honest I didn't even know he passed away until you know I just learned it right now and you know at 55 crazy I mean you know, he was wrestling almost thirty years ago, so he was relatively young when he was when he was doing that stuff back in the mid nineties. So
1: yeah, no, he uh, he had a little career, man. I mean, ECW from ninety five to ninety six goes back to the WWF in ninety six as Goldust, undane Bodyguard, uh, USWA for a little bit in ninety seven, WCW in ninety seven, uh, went back to the Catch Wrestling from ninety eight to 01. So yeah, no, I mean he had a nice little career, man. Uh. RIP to Mantar. He, he you know, thoughts and prayers are going out to his friends, family, and fans. Uh happy birthday to the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, 46 years old, the alpha male of our species. He's older and scarier.
2: Happy birthday, Brock. Hope you have a good day.
1: Yes. Um Please inside me. Inside the Ring. Uh Camille, the fifth longest reigning NWA women's champion of all time at 766 days. She won the title back in uh June 6th of 2021. Shout at. So there are other long his, long runs going on in, in wrestling, not just Romans, man.
2: Yeah, acknowledge Camille.
1: Yes, acknowledge Camille. AEW possibly doing monthly pay-per-views. Apparently uh, Time Warner, Warner Media, Warner Bros wants uh AEW's pay-per-view schedule to uh, kind of pick up the pace and be more frequent. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, if it's pay-per-views, uh, absolutely not. Uh, my bank account, my wallet would not like that. Um, I have maybe I have to start being a uh, you know, pirate.
1: What if you could do or, a bundle for a year? What I mean, if that possibly? possibly
2: but you know, you said Warner, and there's Max out there, and we've been kind of speculating and wondering for a while if we could get some sort of AEW product on Max, and I think that would be the perfect opportunity. You drive traffic that way. You you put you know if you want to mix it up. You want to have kind of the core four, core five, still pay-per-views, but the rest, you know, the other seven months, you can have those, like, be exclusive events on Max, But, you know, straight-up pay-per-views, I mean, it's going to help their bottom dollar just because there is probably a core, I don't know, I forget – I don't know. Do you know like the pay-per-view numbers for AEW? Like I'd probably say like, maybe there's like a core I twenty-five know. to fifty thousand, maybe that would be buying their pay-per-views every single time.
1: Uh let's see. Uh let's see what this says here. All the wrestling uh, as it relates to an extension is There we the... go. WrestleNomics.
2: WrestleNomics, yes. got it. Is the
1: so... oh hold on, okay. let me let me finish this. Uh AEW as it relates to an extension uh of the subject of Pay per views or PLE events, uh, specifically, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery's uh, source told Fightful that they mentioned uh the very likely possibility of significantly expanding the AW uh, pay per view schedule even to uh once a month. We're told that this is something that Warner Brothers Discovery has wanted. The report states that they're unsure whether uh these monthly events would be standalone pay per view events or part of the Max streaming service. Uh yeah.
2: So, so i got the numbers and this one this one only goes up to all out last year shadow wrestle but um you know they kind of hover right now at least what this one says around like 140 175000 you know they peaked at all out 2021 cm punk's return at 215 so i would probably say if they go to a monthly pay-per-view i mean Double or nothing, their first ever pay-per-view, 98,000. I probably would say they would go like lower than that, maybe like 75,000. Like a core, I would say like a core 75,000 people would buy every single pay-per-view. Maybe it goes up some weeks or some months, but I don't know. I just don't think the juice 000. is worth the squeeze, especially with them adding collision. And even you know, there's so much product, wrestling product. I don't think we need that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we, we don't. Uh, it, it's some, it's just speculation. We'll see, Alex Kane defeated alex hammerstone to become the new mlw world champion and that's on boom i a shout out to alex kane man and it uh how how long did hammerstone hold that like 644 days i believe was chasing uh was chasing my my dog fatu's record at 819 almost got there almost got there but a shout out to alex kane man i've been watching this stuff for quite some time stories are very inspirational man like they had to like move his spleen or his stomach or something like to the other side of his body. And like, it's it, like, he, he's just, his story is awesome. You know? So I'm, I'm incredibly happy for him, man. I really am.
2: Yeah. Good for him. You know, shout out Alex Kane. um, You know, my second favorite Kane beside, uh, behind blue Kane, but you know, not my least favorite Kane. That'd be Glenn Jacobs right now.
1: Let's see the black man can still never be first all right uh wwe to the bay they are coming uh to to the bay area What is it october 2nd i know is the sap center for uh monday night raw let's see what the chase center when are they coming here chase center they announced it september 30 the san francisco it's a saturday and then uh i I know they're going to the gold and it's not the Bay Area, but the you know the Golden One Center over in uh, Sacramento. I know they will be over there as well. And that will be September 29th. So guys, look, go to SeatGeek, use the code Bulletcast, get twenty dollars off of your first purchase, go to SmackDown, go to Raw, go to uh go to the house show. Brandon, do you go to any of these?
2: I'm looking Been in a while, man. I have not been to a WWE show since. What was it that raw 2019 in San Francisco? Yes. Yes. So It's been quite sometimes I've been to a WWE show and I, I'm looking. I, I'm thinking I'm going to get the, some of the boys together. We might do a uh, might go to that house show in San Francisco. Um, maybe if we get a plug, maybe go to raw in San Jose. We'll, we'll have to see. But that kind of goes with the WWE product right now. I was someone who kind of fell out of favor and didn't want to go to a show, but now in its current state, I'm going to go check it out. And even a house show at that, which kind of doubles down.
1: The house shows be popping. I'd be, I'd be saying. Yeah. Um, uh, But yes, uh, bullet cast. That's the code on SeatGeek. $20 off your first purchase. Go check it out. Please, please, please. Um, CM Punk finally beat Samoa Joe. He finished his co- uh, story before Cody. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I like how they did the, the it was AEW collision, you know, Owen Hart Tournament Cup, all that. Um, Yeah, you know, they played it up. It's been 19 years. They said the rivalry is restarted. It hasn't restarted. It was just a match. But, you yeah, know, got his win. He finally got a win. Cool. Are they going to actually have a rivalry? They actually got a feud. I want to see it.
2: Well, he only won the roll-up, so I would presume that we're going to get another match. Uh, I don't know if Samojo maybe gets involved in the finals with Ricky Stalks, Stalks. next week. Or maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe they get CM Punk and Samojo on that ROH pay-per-view um, coming up in a, in a week or two. But, uh, I, I mean, I thought the match was good. I thought they told a good story. They did the promos leading up to it. I think Collision has been a, a really good show these past few weeks. Like, outside of the July 2nd, you know, the 4th of July weekend show, which was kind of a, a give-up. The other shows have been just phenomenal. It's different than Dynamite. It's a little slower paced, a little more deliberate, some more promos, some more you know vignettes and stuff. And I've been very much enjoying it. And shout out to that uh, tag team match with FTR and uh Bullet Club Gold. I thought it was a fantastic match.
1: You yeah. said something nice about Bullet Club Gold? Wow. I know. Oh, I know. Geez. And shout out
2: Jay way That man can spit. The man spit right on Dax Harwood's stomach, and that thing was just hanging.
1: Ew. That's... But, you know, I thought he busted out some rhymes. I was like, oh, really?
2: No, that would be uh, that that girl from QT Marshall, QT, QTV.
1: Oh, don't, don't, tell me, XO, is that her name? I don't know. No.
2: It wasn't the worst um wrestling rap I've ever heard, but it definitely was not the best.
1: Okay, all right, moving on from that. But uh, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, you know, what, what what's going to happen? What are, we, what are they
2: going to do? Well, Samoa Joe choked out CM Punk at the end of the show. So that makes me believe we're not over with this yet. And that's why I kind of lean towards maybe Punk, you know, or Joe gets involved in the match. I don't think that should happen. You know, straight up babyface, babyface final. You know, I don't know. Maybe, well, I think if Ricky Starks does win, it shouldn't be because of Samoa Joe's interference. It should be because he beat CM Punk.
1: But we know how CM Punk feels about Brett. How does he feel about Owen? I've I do not think I've ever heard him mention Owen.
2: Well, he did cut, you know, he cut the promo before the you know at the beginning of the show, and this kind of leans towards you know CM Punk. You know, he's not in I gotta, you know, I'm running a company mode. He's just kind of in get myself over mode. And he's kind of pandering and he, you know, put a put over Owen. He was talking about the cup a little bit. And but I think if you're a Brett guy, especially like a big Brett guy like CM Punk is, you're kind of also an Owen guy.
1: We'll see. We shall see. Let's go to the fan moodoo four twenty. you? Mates, what a segment. It uh was immaculate. The level of range they had at the blink of an eye is awe inspiring. The bloodline story is truly the goat of uh of this storytelling art form. I mean, hey man. That's what everybody else is saying. Robert Walker. Uh, I've, I, don't, I don't know why I paused like you had a gimmick for him. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, what's your take on the collision ratings? It's the summer. People are going on vacation. So, yeah, the ratings are – and it's a Saturday. Yeah, the ratings are not going to be good. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say.
2: Yeah, they're, I mean, they're not great. Um, like I but said. But it does look I – I haven't seen the – I didn't see the ratings for this past weeks. But apparently they did jump up. So they drew 580 last week. And that's up 28%. From week three, which, as I said, for the weekend, it's it's already hard to be Saturday, let alone a, wee, a holiday weekend. So, I mean, I thought it was good. You know, that's a good sign for them. But I think this is kind of their watermark, you know, around six hundred thousand. Maybe they can get up to seven hundred plus. But we're in mid-July um, come September and especially like October, November, when like the big college football games are starting up. And that's when we're going to run into some issues, and they should expect those issues. Hopefully,
1: we shall see. Who do you four twenty? Who do you who? Mates, how evil is Danhausen? Very, very. He's very
2: evil. evil, but he's also very nice.
1: Yes. Uh, Copenhagen Smith. Wow. Oh, damn, he's back. This is a simple one. Roman Solo, Jimmy J, Heyman. Bravo sometimes, Amen. sometimes. I, th- I mean,
2: I think, you know, we keep talking about the actual like, you know, the family, but I think Paul Heyman's has been fantastic. You know, he da- he's very understated at times, but then he kind of goes a little bit over the top as well. And I just think he's been play- he's played it perfectly, you know, maybe a time or two. He kind of goes a little over the top, but I think Heyman has been fantastic. A, a beautiful cherry oh, to the yeah. bloodline Sunday.
1: Yes, yes, yes. He's been a very, very, very. Uh, great chariot to the Sunday, yes. Um, and Bret is the X, the Hall of Famer, Mister X. Will CM Punk win the Owen Hart tournament, or will they give uh the push to I think a more deserving Ricky Starks? Ricky needs something. He he uh, he could beat CM Punk. That'd be a huge boost for him.
2: I agree. I mean, as you kind of saw me bounce back and forth, maybe it's not in the match, but maybe during the show, like they do like to do those kind of inset promos, and maybe you know Punk is cutting a promo. And Samojo attacks him, that gives him a little bit of an out. But Ricky Stark can kind of beat CM Punk relatively clean. So I, I think that is a route. And I that's, uh, that's, I mean, Punk doesn't really need it, as Mr. Yeah. X said. So it's I think one of his... Ricky Starks could could get this one.
1: Well, that's one of his questions. Speaking of the Owen Hart tournament, uh, would it be interesting to see Joe interfering, uh, costing Punk? Uh, then they can go into their own storyline. We've basically already talked about that. Uh, I'll move on to, will Jay be the one to be thrown the Tribal Chief after what we saw at the end of SmackDown Friday? I think he will come very, I mean, he, he's already pinned him, sure. But uh, I I don't think he'll be the one.
2: Yeah, you, you heard one. me say, I still feel Cody at WrestleMania is the guy. And, I, you know, he won the Rumble last year. So, I don't know if you go down that route again. You know, yeah. Austin did it, so he can win it back-to-back years, but... Um, Maybe, you know, with I the mean, two titles, you can have somebody win it and somehow you get Cody involved. But then with the dual brands, that kind of gets a little convoluted. So I don't know, but they'll, I, they'll I find still find a way feel, to
1: get Cody back over there. But you know, I still
2: feel it is Cody to, to win the championship.
1: Roman, I mean, Roman is the one, you know, and he's with Paul Heyman, who was the one behind the one in 21 and one when that was a thing. You remember that?
2: Mm-hmm. How can I forget? Never how, forget.
1: I never forget right. I right, was going to Monday Night Raw. The Judgment Day is basically on the same page after uh, hashing it out all throughout Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Judgment Day defeat uh, Seth Rollins, KO, and Sami Zayn. Big win for the Judgment Day. They needed that. Um, what are your thoughts on the Prince and Senior Money the Bank being on the same page now?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we kind of think and are prepared for the Judgment Day to break up. I still think we're going down that way, but maybe this is kind of just a little band aid on a massive gash that is just oozing blood. It stopped a little bit, but it's probably gonna come around and and bite back again in the next couple of weeks. Maybe at SummerSlam, maybe after SummerSlam. But I am liking the Judgment Day right now and kind of liking their uh their dynamic, especially with the added dynamic of you know Damian Priest with the Money in the Bank contract.
1: Yes, yes. Shout out, Senior Money in the Bank. Shout out, Mommy. Shout out, Dirty Dom.
2: Yeah, you know, they did that one thing where Finn was eyeing JD McDonough and they just had completely dropped that and I haven't seen him on Raw at all. I don't know what's going on with him. If something happens.
1: We don't know what Finn is planning.
2: Yeah, but then also it's like, why isn't JD even on television at this point?
1: Maybe he had something maybe he couldn't make the television. Maybe, maybe for the
2: maybe. last like two months.
1: He hasn't been gone for two months. I felt like he just looked at him. I felt like he 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 just was eyeing him. Was that really two months ago? It probably
2: wasn't two months ago, but it feels like it's been a while. Was Let's it see. like two
1: was like two weeks and not two months? Do we know? Do we know? Well
2: got I I can't spell first off, I'm looking up JD McDuffie stats, not JD McDonough stats. Right, I know. It's...
1: We're going to move on from that. Uh, Cody challenges Brock Lesnar. Uh, c- you know, Cody, he went into his thing. You know, uh, everyone has a Brock Lesnar. His just happens to be 6'3, 280. He wants to challenge Brock Lesnar, be done with him so the prince can, well, you know, be be king.
2: Last time we saw him on Raw was a double countdown against Dolph Ziggler on May 29th. But he's wrestled three main event matches since then. Not even house shows, just main event.
1: So he's been on TV then.
2: I guess.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so uh, you know, Cody the prince wants to be king. He wants to get back to finishing the story. He he says he's next in line.
2: I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh Cody challenging Brock, we're going to get that SummerSlam presumably. Brock is going to be there next week. So who knows what Brock is going to do whether it's just a beat down, a promo, um but, maybe both, maybe both. Yeah, maybe maybe both, probably both, to be honest. And it was a little interesting tidbit that, you know, Cody kind of talked about the elephant in the room a little bit, that, you know, maybe after this, he chases the championship, a championship. He's a little cheeky with it, but uh, we'll see what's going to happen after SummerSlam.
1: Yes, we will. Buffalo was probably one of the loudest woes we've ever heard.
2: Yeah, shout out Bill's Mafia.
1: So I uh, have... Have they found kind of the guy they wanted to be, that white, neat baby face? Have they found him? I mean, have they finally found him?
2: I would say yes. Um, the, I keep saying, you know, the WWE crowds are much different than they were five, ten years ago. And they are much more receptive to a, a guy like Cody, as we saw how he was kind of rejected in AEW. So. And the crowd has loved him right now. Now, could they turn on him eventually? Maybe, but... That ain't the case, and I don't see that them turning on him anytime soon. So,
1: yeah, you know. I mean, maybe when the woes die down, then, then we will be like. Oh. But
2: you know, he he's still making the towns, and I mean, since he's really well, he hasn't even been to the Bay Area in WWE because when they came last year, he was hurt. So yeah,
1: that's right. So he's uh he, yeah, I know, kind of kind of a home home return, you know, a homecoming, if you will, because you know he he did his thing out here on on the Bay Area Indies. And APW. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh Ricochet did the thing, you know, the thing where he runs from the ring and jumps over the top rope and lands on his feet. You know, he did the thing.
2: I mean, I, I kinda I didn't I watched, you know, raw and delay, but I didn't see any spoilers. And I was like, Oh, he's gonna he's gonna do the thing, isn't he? He's gonna do the whole flippy do like he did against Velveteen Dream. Oh, sorry, name redacted. And uh Patrick Clark. Uh-huh. And he did it. Uh you know, Rick. The promo itself, I thought. You know, Ricochet was like good. I mean, he was fine. I mean, Logan Paul. I mean, he just came across like a complete jackass, and I that's he the was, point. <laughs> I know, and I thought he was doing a very so, good job how, at it.
1: How do you feel about you know Logan Paul and this? I guess this is the new kayfabe of saying saying like, hey, you know, you you messed it up for both of us. You know, with the messed up Spanish Fly spot.
2: Okay, I will say that was the one point I didn't like is kind of the the work shoots element of it. Like they I just don't think you need to go there because it kind of it kind of makes everything convoluted. And it's like, okay, so you botched a spot and because you botched the spot, you couldn't win the match. But Ricochet's whole point is to beat you up so he can win the match. And like that, that type of like meta commentary, I'm not a big fan of. I was kind of just more talking about the just the way both of them ca- came across and mostly Logan Paul for the most part. I mean, I know this is a wrestling podcast, but there's like a lot of other stuff going around with Logan Paul with like Prime possibly being investigated with the FDA and like some other things with crypto and like that. Had Prime really, yet? I have had the energy drink and that's what's being invested, going to probably be investigated by the no, FDA. I'm sorry,
1: you, you, you've had one, right? How, how do you feel?
2: It's a. Adequate energy drink. I had the blue raspberry. It tastes just like every other blue raspberry energy drink out there, so it's fine. I wouldn't recommend it, or you know, say don't have it.
1: But it's if fine. somebody get if somebody handed you one, like yeah, sure, I'll have it.
2: Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's not my favorite. I'm not going to go away. if I have the pick of the litter. I'm not going to go out of my way to take to have a prime.
1: You get your choices are a prime. A full throttle or a a nos, which one are you going with?
2: Well, the fact that I haven't had either of those, in you know, full throttle or a nos ever, if not in a very long time, probably would go with the full throttle.
1: You're gonna die. Why would you even drink? I probably,
2: that? I probably would die, but it, oh. you know, whatever. I don't care.
1: Oh Jesus! I had a bang for the first time in a long time. Man, it was it, it was it. it uh, I forgot what that tasted like. I had the cotton candy. Uh, I was like, Grandma, what are you doing with this? You, you don't need to be drinking this. I'll take it. And it was, uh, it was a good time.
2: Had to check to see if Bang was even a business still, because the uh, grocery store I go to, they don't even sell Bangs anymore. Didn't come. you
1: buy those Bang, like, uh seltzer gimmicks, right? You bought those, right?
2: Yeah, and they're terrible.
1: I the mo- now,
2: the Monster one, Monster has a seltzer. I tried those. Amazing! You know what? I they had taste a... just like monsters. Now I was a little disappointed with the white monster because they love me a white monster. That was meh, but the other ones they have the regular love green, a white
1: little monster. They, they,
2: shout out! They have a you know a green one. They got a red one. I think uh and a white one. I think they have another flavor. Oh, an orange one! Fantastic!
1: Really? Okay, I'm gonna have to try this. You know what monster thing I had that I thought I thought was delicious? It was a monster slushy. I was at a Target in Waco, Texas. Or no, I was in Frisco, Texas. And the Target had you know the options. You know you have your your usual your Coke, your Cherry, your Blueberry. Uh, they had a Monster flavor. That was. It's probably the best Monster time I've ever had in my life. I'm gonna be honest with you. Speaking put of monsters, monster, put
2: a Monster in the freezer a little too long; it's a little slushy.
1: Yeah. Speaking of monsters, let's talk about Rhonda Rousey and uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, you know, Shayna defeats Emma, which I forgot Emma was even employed. Um, and yeah, you know, they just go at it.
2: Yeah, uh, Shayna was a killer and she killed poor Emma. And then Rhonda comes out and they get into a little bit of a tussle. This time, Rhonda gets one up on Shayna. So I guess they're even now. I, I would say. You know, taking the week off from talking is probably a good thing. Just kind of, especially like Ronda talking in front of the crowd, if they are going to go down the route of Ronda. And I don't know if I would say it's like a traditional face heel matchup, but I would just say maybe Bianca or Bianca. Shayna Baszler is definitely a heel. Ronda is just kind of Ronda and take it or leave it.
1: Yes. Uh The Alpha Academy graduation, you know, uh Maxine Dupree uh, gets her letterman Valhalla, comes out there, ruins it. How oh, dare Valhalla?
2: Can't believe she would do that. She's terrible.
1: To, she needs to wear shoes. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little. I, I get scared for people with these bare feet. Like you're, something, something's gonna tragically go wrong. You're
2: gonna roll an ankle. Someone's gonna step on you. Man,
1: I don't need to see busted toes on the TV, man. That, that's just now that, that's a frightening sight. I
2: mean, I wasn't checking out Valhalla's toes like that, but you know, you. No, I'm you saying do.
1: like if somebody steps on them, they just start bleeding. You're like, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if there's enough pressure like on a stump or something, and like they just kind of get sp- split open and start bleeding, you know what I mean?
2: I get it with your ankle foot history,
1: hey man. Hey you man, that it's no joke, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm still uh, I'm still kicking over here. AW Dynamite. Chris Jericho defeats Commander. Uh, Don Callis comes out there. plays some footage from back in '95 before I was alive. Uh, you know, with Bad News Brown, and he's saying, you know, Bad News Brown would want them to be together. Uh, Jericho made a crack about how he still has his hair, and and you know, Don, what happened to yours? Ha, ha ha. You know, I could, I could, I could use a serious Chris Jericho. You know, it's been a while. It's been a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, the match itself was fine. Chris Jericho gets a win, something he has really been doing a lot recently. and the, uh, you know, the back and forth for him and Don was was fun. I did like the the footage. I don't know how or where they got that from, but. I thought they, it was they great. They said
1: courtesy of a uh, whoever the guy was that. Yeah, had like
2: it. I know who the hell that guy is. Shout out to that guy though. So it,
1: dude who was trading those tapes back in like the back in the day.
2: I'm surprised Tony Khan didn't have that in his own personal collection. Hello, but um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, a fine segment. I they didn't like completely write out that uh, Jericho wasn't going to be the fifth guy, so I think it, it kind of it was like a whole uh, show story kind of about him and is he going to join Don Callis or not but they didn't kind of fully say he's not going to be part of the BCC so you know jumping ahead to the end of the show I was a little confused of like oh okay so I guess Jericho's not going to make his decision or whatnot. so I thought that was a little bit confusing because I even had to go back and read reports to see like did I miss something but no they just kind of I guess it's outside of war games now so it's just kind of is he going to join up with Don Callis
1: yeah 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 Adam Cole and MJF play video games. Uh, MJF says it's nice to shout out MJF, man. He was at Peter Rosenberg's wedding. I heard he gave him a fantastic gift. Um, yeah.
2: Well, that's what happens when you're uh, the AEW World Champion, making I, that money.
1: I, I heard Max is. A, I heard Max is a great guy. I hear he's a great guy.
2: Well, it looks as though Adam Cole is uh, starting to come around. Yeah. On MJF,
1: but he's, uh, with these uh, what is playing video games together, and you know MJF's like. No, it's cool to play with somebody. You know, don't really have friends, man. That that one hit me. Or playing video games as as a lonely kid, not having friends.
2: Bill, not the the biggest fan uh, of this dynamic, you know, in your world title scene.
1: I, uh, I thought you were about to be like, I'm not the biggest fan of you having friends. I was about to say, oh, dang, man.
2: Anyways. Philip, are you that uh that kid going door to door asking if they can get friends? Have you seen that video too? I did see that video.
1: I was like, Oh man, I feel bad for this little kid. Like, hey, I'm sorry, buddy. Guys, if you haven't seen there's a there's a young, young fellow going door to door asking to for friends and asking to play with people. It did, uh kinda kinda broke my heart, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. then the
2: and then the internet just threw like thirty seven thousand dollars at him and he was like, Okay, cool, I got Money, I still don't have any friends. So what the hell is that going to do? What the I got hell money. that going to do?
1: Is that is that really? Uh, if, if that's the case, man, I'm about to go door to door tomorrow. Hello.
2: But uh back, reel it back to the Adam Cole MJF stuff. I I don't I don't like it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of ha ha funny, kind of entertaining in the moment. But I mean, all the different camera cuts and it's like we're watching a, a, a sitcom. Like that's just not what I want my wrestling. I want the bloodline type stuff in my main event world title programs
1: no. you see with the bloodline we're watching a movie with adam cole and, and mjf we're watching a sitcom
2: i would much rather watch the movie than the sitcom i mean
1: if i Jeff, get more
2: they're... i you get more invested you get emotionally invested in a movie when you watch a sitcom you're like oh you're okay mostly invested in, in a sitcom. sometimes you, you know you could get emotionally invested in a sitcom dude
1: talk, talk i i he... you Come on, man! People Trust me, I, you know
2: I've watched my fair share of sitcoms. You know I watch, you know, the New Girl. Shout out Bandy Project. Uh, you know, shout out Superstore. Shout out Superstore. That's a, that was a good show back in people the
1: day. Get emotionally invested in sitcoms, man. Friends was on for like ten years. There are people invested in that stuff.
2: Never, never seen it. Never seen Friends. I am. I've never seen Seinfeld, but I, I would say I'm much more of a Seinfeld guy because I'm a huge Caribbean enthusiasm fan. Shout out Seinfeld.
1: I'm not a Seinfeld guy. I'll say it. I'm, I'm... Like I've seen it, and just
2: oh, okay. I've been seeing some clips on TikTok.
1: Wow, look at you! But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, the JAS defeat Darby, Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, match was fine. Um, Swerve gets involved and kicks uh Darby, and that leads to the finish. Um, you know, the uh Dana Garcia and Sam Guevara. You know, kinda of on the same page, kinda of not. Who knows what's going on with that? But it makes sense with the with MJF and Adam Cole winning for them to face a heel tag team in the finals. So uh um, he was okay, I guess. That's what's speaking of Adam Cole and Jeff, they defeat Big Bill and Brian Cage and they advance to the finals. Very confusing because both the commentators and the uh Guys in the ring post match cut up promo saying that the finals are going to be the 29th on Collision or something like that. But then they ran a graphic multiple times saying that the finals are next week on Dynamite, and it was just I don't know what the hell was going on there. That was just low rent amateur hour type stuff. Like oh, they're going to do let's, a let's finals. get this together.
1: We're going to do a finals next week. There's going to be a Schmas finish, and so they're going to do a rematch on the 29th. No, oh, duh. So what's going to happen there? Yeah,
2: I just I don't know how that like how that happens because now i'm i'm confused myself i don't know what the real date is is the real date the 29th or is the real date next week
1: well you'll find out when you tune into dynamite next week buddy we'll find out yes um we're gonna we're we're going kind of long so wrap it through this uh swerve defeats nick wayne shout out nick wayne for uh making his debut he says he wants to carry on his father's legacy um came close but swerve got him what are your thoughts
2: yeah, pretty much what I expected. Um, You know, really good match. I thought the last couple minutes, like the last five minutes, of this match was just fantastic. Two great near falls uh, from both guys. And, uh, you know, Nick Wayne, I thought they, they showed a, a vignette early on where he or Nick Wayne was talking. I thought Nick Wayne carried himself really good. Um, He impressed. Swerve gets the win. But Wayne doesn't really lose anything in losing. So
1: No, he does not. Uh, so now we know who the members of BCC and the elite will be. It will be Pac and Ambushi. Um, you know, Don Callis is out there. Kenny Omega's walking out there. John Moxley blindsides him. And when he bl- like came out of nowhere and attacked him with the long black, the long sleeve black shirt on, I got shield vibes for a second. I was just like, oh man, I remember those days. Then Pac hits him with a chair. And then, you know, Omega's like, look at the screen and Obushi pops up. Then the Hung Bucks come out there. And, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, I thought the beatdown was good. Uh, nice to see Pac back. I've always really enjoyed his stuff. Maybe if uh, this kind of peels off and we get a Pac-Kenny uh, feud leading into, I mean, Pac versus Kenny at Wembley. I know we're kind of looking at, um, or maybe Pac and Kenny at All Out when we get a uh, Ibushi, uh, Osprey and Kenny at Wembley. I don't know. Um, but Abushi is finally happening. Four plus years. We're getting the Golden Elite, the Golden Lovers reunited uh, I'm excited. Um, this this uh, blood and guts match is shaping up to be a absolutely fantastic match, possibly the best, probably the best blood and guts match ever, and possibly the best war games match ever. So, I have high expectations for this, and I don't think they're going to disappoint.
1: I don't think they will. Um, that's going to do it for AW. We are wrapping it up here. But before we go, we must talk about Ugwa. It is happening this Saturday. San Jose narrative fermentations. Uh it's kind of become Ugwa's, you know, new home base besides Emporium. You can see matches like JT Thorne, the first graduate of the West Coast Pro Academy, going up against Johnny Robbie. You can see Jaya Jewel, the Beast of the Bayou, defend the Beast of the East Championship against Lazarus. Uh, you can see the Battle Kingdom consisting of Dave Dutra, Jordan Cruz, and Jordan Blue going up against Midas Creed and uh Kenny K. Not only that, total violence, deathmatch. Bronson goes up against Big Baby Powder. I can't wait for that. You got Nick Xander, my man, going up against Vinny uh Pacifico. And then also you have a triple threat. Joey Smoke going up against Light J and Dave wasted. Not only that, uh Marcus Ericks versus Abigail Warren. Yeah. Uh yeah, I believe that is that is all that has been announced. Uh, you don't wanna miss it. Always card subject to change. Narrative fermentations, San Jose, uh, doors are at five, Bell is at six. And yes, thank you guys so much as always be safe and stay dangerous. Dan Danhousen interviews coming out.
0: Right now, everything we did in the time now with the is the when we live on the stage everything we do. Turning the page, nobody yeah, doesn't like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Uh, Elite podcasting. I know you like it, I know you like it. The bullet caster, uh, fearless, feel us, fearless. The bullet caster, uh, fearless yeah. The bullet caster, uh, fearless. Yeah. Uh, cast, uh, fearless like my, my, my Elite podcasting, we uh, are yeah. The Bullet cast now, fearless, us. Feel the bullet cast yeah. now, fearless Elite Podcasting, no we are Elite podcasting, know we are Cody Rhodes representing the Bullet Club. This has been a Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.